Hello and welcome to the 133rd episode of Kinda Geeky. It has been about two months, if not a little longer, since the last podcast, and a lot has gone on, and also a lot of reasons why we haven't been recording for the past month or so. So, uh, yeah, we're back at it again. Julio's here with me. How are you doing today, Julio? I'm doing good, yeah. It's been a while, but, you know, a lot to catch up on, I, I believe, yeah, so, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, like, I, I, I we probably should have done a podcast earlier than this but again like uh we i had my japanese trip i came back from that um since i've been back in the california climate i've had more migraines and headaches since then you had your birthday we saw a couple movies in between then so there's been a decent amount of things going on right now and i'm not going to really reveal your birthday date so Uh don't worry (laughs) good to know yes (laughs) but yeah no like so yeah, just a lot of life events. Not, uh, I think, no, we didn't even really go to a convention, did we? No. Uh, WonderCon happened, but neither one of us made it to it. No, we weren't able to make it to it. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm trying to think what the next one is. Oh, I mean, Anime Expo is next big one, uh, but for, there's a couple one. small ones like Comic-Con Revolution and stuff like that that I'm going to look there, into. That's yeah. in May and stuff like that. And then I know you have a tabletop one coming up in August. So See, uh, that one, no, actually... Um, in the summer, so I believe it's going to be probably in May. Oh, I, always wow. forget, I always forget because it's, it's in February, May, and I want to say September. Um, you know, it's the same con, but they they hold it on those three different days. Yeah, Lost so. Con just with different names, many names. Yeah, yeah. Well, many names. <laughs> different many names and themes. But it's, <laughs> yeah, pretty, but yeah, it's under one, uh, one like company or whatever that, that runs it. But like, like I said, though, like we haven't made it to a convention, but there ha- we have seen a decent amount of movies and stuff like that. So I figure instead of like conventions or what we've been up to lately, we can just jump into movies real quick and knock that out. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's been I've seen three movies. I think you've seen four movies and I'm going to see my fourth soon. So mm-hmm. we'll roll back to the first one we saw, which was back in February, which was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah, uh, a nice... Uh introduction to to kang who's gonna be the over overall villain across yeah phase five of marvel and stuff like that so i mean i liked i liked his performance as kang well i mean we saw him he who remains in loki season one and now we've seen like another version of we saw many versions of kang in this one yeah and I don't know. I think uh, I liked the movie. I thought it was good. People have crapped on it and said it wasn't the best movie and whatever. Who cares? Like, I'm not taking their opinions. Was it the strongest uh, Marvel movie? Probably not. But it was still good. The reason I'm going to get into that is because, you know, like um, Thanos, he's more recognizable to non-comic book people. Also, he's got more of a true agenda plan. Now we're getting into the Council of Reeds and the Council of Kings, and we're we're gonna lose the normal comic book or non-comic book fan to this because they're not gonna understand the complexity of this. Yeah, which is I get it because it is kind of crazy. Well, but, that because now we're in the the introduction of the uh, multiverse. Yeah, and you know you'll get different versions of heroes. Yeah, so. But does the like my roommate is one of them that's like this is just too much. You're just trying to do way too many things and bring in too many different th- ways. And I'm like, no, this is kind of nice because it can combine a bunch of universes and actually bring like the X Men into the fold yeah. and everything else. I mean, and uh, they were able to bring in characters you did not know and enjoy, uh, a la Gar- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I didn't have much information on them. I mean, I knew some of the names, but 
you know, once they came in, yeah, I looked it up even more. It just got me more interested in reading about them. So Yeah, it's crazy because I didn't really know any of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew some of their villains, but I didn't know them. Well, because I know I've, I have mentioned this before because they're not really the original Guardians oh, of the Galaxies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do see the original Guardians of the Galaxy appear in the movies. True. With, uh, it was uh, Sylvester Stallone and his group. So. Yeah. That was a nice little lot because I looked into that information like, oh, shit. That well, was... I think they're going to be in the third one, too. I think Sylvester Stallone's Probably. coming back. Yeah, and Nathan sure. Fillion's going to be in it as well. Oh, so shit. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, Ant-Man, Quantumania, I thought was a good movie. Yeah. Like you said, introduced Kang, did a good job. Mm-hmm. Good start to the year for Marvel. Yeah. And the next one is... Uh, is it the Marvel? Guardians of the Galaxy. Garden, no, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, right. We already bought tickets. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so we'll see right. the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, and then there's a few other. The Marvels come out later this year, and then mm-hmm. um, Into the Spider-Verse 2 comes out in June, so like or May, something like that. So there's a lot more Marvel coming up, and we'll definitely yeah. be seeing and talking about all of those. Uh, the second movie we saw was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. That one I missed out on. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was sick. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, sorry. Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, so yeah, three for me, three for you, but different scope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked it. I really thought the movie was done well. Chris Pine was great. Um, the D&D character breakdown was amazing. The paladin fucking stole the show because he was that arrogant asshole paladin why I've <laughs> never played that class ever in the game type of paladin. And it was great. And then some of the like little items and spells, you could definitely tell. Even names like that pulled from D&D. So like, it was a really well-done movie. And my biggest takeaway from it, I would say it's not what the commercial sold it as a grand adventure. It's more of a normal D&D quest. Okay, a nice. Yeah, I like. I mean, I still need to watch it. I'm gonna try to. Well, we'll see what happens. I think. I that, and if you're a D and D fan, go in with. When they start attacking, what would the roll be here? So when they fail an attack, did they roll a one? I think it's uh, a good little thing to do during the movie. Because <laughs> there are some fails, and you know that yeah. happens in D&D. So yeah, that's great. Like, it was really yeah. well done. <laughs> and then, uh, so yeah, I would say, first of all, check out both those movies. Quantumanium will probably be on Disney Plus sooner than later. Uh, yeah. D&D, I think, still in theaters. If yeah, it is, check it out. If it's in de- dollar theaters, check it out. If it's on streaming, definitely, it's definitely worth the rent. Mm-hmm. So definitely check out D&D. Um, after that... More recently, within the past couple of weeks, you saw John Wick four. 18? <laughs> no, 4. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I saw it. Um, the choreography, pretty, you know, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. it, it Over-the-top ridiculous. So, Well, yeah, but, I mean, well, aren't all the rest of them over-the-top ridiculous? Okay, let me, let me say this. You know, he had, you know, they customized his suit to, you know, to be bulletproof. Okay, so he's wearing a bulletproof suit. Yes. Okay. Now, aside from that, there's a scene. Um, they're in Paris. You know that little roundabout they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many times he gets hit by a fucking car and keeps going. I'm like, God damn. By a car? Cars. Cars. He gets hit by cars, back and forth. And but like, he's wearing a bulletproof suit. I mean, there's only so much a bulletproof suit can take. Aside from bullets as well. Plot armor. Plot armor. Come on, man. Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, but it was a a nice cap uh, to end for John Wick. Well, okay, so technically I heard that's, yeah, possibly the end. I know they're doing the prequel movie about how the hotel was created. The Continental, yes. And 
I really thought that he said they're gonna do a John Wick five. I don't see no that spoilers. happening. No spoilers. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how they can pull this off. True, true. I'll say that if okay. they decide on the five. Worth the watch though. I think it was worth the watch. Uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I'm glad I got to see it in theaters. Should there be an intermission? Because I heard it's three hours. Okay. <laughs> I, actually, it was surprising how how long it was. Uh, I, Does it just flow though? Like it's pretty smooth. I think so. Uh, yeah, overall it flows. I mean, they are jumping from location to location. You're like, mm, the timing. They don't really put that in there. But you're like, all right, well, he's there. He's in London. He's in Tokyo. He's in Paris, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so blah, they blah. pulled a big, like, Marvel on letters, big letters on screen. London. No, Madrid. Madripool. During conversations, like, you know, like, where would he go? Or he's talking to someone, yeah, you got to go here to take care of business and all that. And then, because, they, yeah, they, they jumped around because it all started in New York. Okay. He did, I think that's how it began. And somehow he ended up in the desert somewhere. I wasn't sure of the location, so there's that. Um, so, but other than that, you know, I had a good time with it. I got you. Okay, so worth the watch, check out. I especially think so. if you want to finish off. If, if, if you've seen John Wick 1 through 3, yeah. If you've seen 1 through 3, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, well, in, in between that, I want to interject the series because the series has been going on then. And this is where, like, I thought of something where it's not showing location names and you just have to assume. Um, but it's been good. I'm, uh, I'm talking about Mandalor- uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. It's been great. But uh-huh. w- the first episode this season when they went to – oh, now I'm forgetting the capital planet. Um, the whole city planet name. Oh, uh, you mean Coruscant? Coruscant, yeah. Uh-huh. They didn't say Coruscant. You had to wait till somebody was like, oh, so this is blank on Coruscant? You're like, thanks. So now I know we're on Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's you, – it's Star Wars. So every you know, there's a desert world. There's a – Ice world, or yeah. like, so the Senate world has to be Coruscant. But I'm not going to assume. I would like you to fucking tell us that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because most of it is taking place in the outer rim or close to the outer. Exactly. Rim. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you're going to throw us on Coruscant, tell us we're on Coruscant. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Only reason is like, because yeah, Coruscant's somewhat familiar to me now. That I've seen it in other other media and stuff. True, but okay, like. I know this is before that now, but in Force Awakens, it doesn't Starkiller Blaze blow up Coruscant? No. I forgot what, what it was they blew up. They blew up many things. They it wasn't did, just one. Like, I don't know if Coruscant was one of them. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that movie because mm. I really thought it was Coruscant that was taken mm. out. But anyways, didn't mean to throw in Mandalorian that we're all we're talking about movies, but definitely worth the watch and not over yet. There's still at least one more episode for the season. So. Yeah. Uh, but the latest movie we saw actually this week before I had a headache and we had to postpone the podcast was uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Is it Super Mario or Super Mario Brothers? I think it's Super Mario Brothers. Okay, because they're both in it. So Yeah, they're both in it. But yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, it was pretty good. It was I awesome. It. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was questioning, is this better than the other Mario Brothers that I remember with? John Wazamo? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No. That that that's got like special place in my heart. Yeah, just how like, bad it is. What? Like it's just that bad. Yeah, it's good. I was like, I don't think you can ever replace that that, that classic. But no, uh, yeah, it was it was just good. like old Street Fighter. Come no. on, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, like I said, it was it was a good uh, a good romp. The way I would put it was, um, unlike D and D, where all the best jokes were ruined in the commercials. 
like there were a lot of jokes that they just didn't reveal in the commercials for Super Mario Brothers. So mm-hmm. they were preserved and like Easter eggs you could yeah. see oh, yeah. and not get ruined from commercial. Um, I the, the way I kind of reasoned it was it's Wreck-It Ralph, not as funny, but still damn funny uh-huh. with more memorable characters. Yeah. Because it's Mario. Yeah, I mean, God, how, how old is this property? Over 20 years, I believe. Older than that, dude. Really? We're talking 80s. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I was... Yeah, <laughs> 20s. 20s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, 40 years? Yeah. Oh, Maybe 50 years? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're that old, dude. <laughs> I did not like that. So, yeah, I mean, Mario is generational. Like, yeah. you have four generations knowing who so, Mario yeah, is. I, I think for this movie, it was, yeah, it was pretty much where everyone... Yeah, no, I mean, we had a whole family sitting yeah. next to us, but it wasn't like, you know, the kids were being rowdy. They were engaged in the film. They, yeah, they I all mean, that loved was, the film. That was, yeah, it was like everyone was enjoying it. Yeah, there was no one obnoxious, like, kids screaming and crying. Thoroughly good time. And the blue fire is amazing. The uh, little blue fire character is amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a couple of lines he said, I'm like, you know, there's kids in this theater. Should you be saying that line? But it was great. So, mm. um, it's still in theaters. Yeah. Definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. Check it out for sure because it's definitely worth the watch. Like, I really I liked think it. So, yeah. And, and yeah. if not, I'm, I'm most likely going to buy it too, actually, because mm-hmm. it was that good of a movie. Like, mm-hmm. I own Wreck It Ralph. So, like, uh-huh. certain movies like that, like, I will watch again and again because it's fun. And the oh, world yeah. it's in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just some of the stuff that happened in the film. It was great, dude. Like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, it did so well. I mean, definitely going to get a sequel. And I know I, I, I had mentioned this, like it, it opens up to other Nintendo properties. Oh, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, so, yeah, one of the trailers, I, I guess it's this movie called Migration. But, you know, we're going to see a Super Mario movie. So yeah. they show these ducks preparing to take off. And I'm looking at it and I go, are they making a goddamn duck hunt movie? <laughs> like, I thought these ducks were about to blow up on screen <laughs> with all these little kids. And I'm like, oh, no, it's migration. Okay, so not duck hunt. So, <laughs> but we'll see what else they do with Nintendo properties. Yeah. I mean, we've had a successful Sonic movie now. We've had yeah. a successful Mario movie now. So most of our properties from childhood are working out. So they nice. are. Yeah, the Sonic, Yeah, for sure. I'll take a Metroid movie. That would be kind of dope. I think if it, yeah, that one and... Uh, what was it? Legend of Zelda. I think those are like the next go. Which Zelda would you do though? Like I think they would. Have, oh, that's that's interesting. I mean, they can. I mean, look at Mario Bros. That was like essentially an origin story. True, so true. They can finally they can find a way to set up an origin story for Link and Zelda. Well, and then I think the audience will finally understand why it's called Zelda. Yeah, because <laughs> why is it always called named after the princess when you play Link the whole time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and. It pulls the hole. She's in the. She's in another castle routine. <laughs> and then uh, I have an anime movie coming up this weekend, which is going to be interesting to get to with the Long Beach Grand Prix going on. But uh, Shuzuna, which is another movie. I'm. Oh God, I'm not going to remember the director's name, but he's done uh, five centimeters per second. Uh, wow, I'm blanking. Uh, Your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, weathering for you. Voice of a Distant Star, some of the like favorite animes I've watched for the past like fifteen years. So, <laughs> Voice of a Distant Star, Voice of a Distant Star was his first that I saw. Oh. That was like only a forty-five minute piece where it was two uh, characters, uh, a girl and a boy, in 
ending middle school, starting high school. The girl was drafted for uh, the war against the aliens, so she'd keep moving outer, uh, deeper in space. So, but they wanted to keep in contact. So, basically, when she got to Mars, it would take three months for a message to reach him. Hmm. When she got to Saturn, it took this long for a message. When she got out of uh -huh. the soul, so every time he'd move on in his life, he'd get a message from his love from high school, hmm. and it would just set him back. But it was this whole like it, they're all love stories, but it was beautiful and it showed both perspectives and that's what really is already off like all his work has been great to me. Place promise in our early days, but like I, your name's probably my favorite just because that whole like swapping bodies and time change and some disaster. Mm. But they said he said the director of this said this is his last disaster film to rip up wrap up the tri trilogy of your name, weathering for you and choosing the hmm. choosing the and then shoes and me sorry <laughs> and then yeah he's gonna do some other work but i've seen some complaints online like he only makes movies like this. like most of his movies are about two lovers that never get a chance to meet or finally meet at the very end uh -huh. but again they're all different stories so i don't understand why people are like oh it gets to the end point yeah there's a lot of movies that end on the same note but it's the progression that gets you there that makes the movie hmm so, okay. And they're all beautiful stories. Yeah. I, I don't, have you seen any of them? No, I haven't. You haven't even watched your name? No. Oh, no. Shit. Uh, not not usually my uh, cup of tea. Like you don't know until you watch it, man. <laughs> no, I hear you, but you know, usually like I you know usually I I look for a theme and it's been like thriller, dark mysteries, for enemies, but then. Usually uh, there'll be something, I'll throw something out there, like, uh, for instance, um, oh, Way of the House Husband. I've been watching that series. True, true. So. But those are series. I'm talking about anime movies. Movies? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, you did just really. watch one. I did watch one. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, when it comes to movies, it uh, depends. Because usually I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look through, you know, on my TV and stuff to see if there's. You know, if I'm in the mood, yeah, I'll watch it. Just depends on you know the theme and what's it about. So, well, and I, I mind you, I'll say yeah. Like, at, at the heart of it is usually either like unrequited love or a love story or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But again, like you've watched uh, Comey can't communicate, and at the yeah. heart of that, that's a love story. But it's yeah. the it's the process that it gets there that makes it a great story. And I would give like out of all of them, Julio, I think you would like your name the most. Mm. Because it's the whole body swap thing, and it's just cool how it interacts with in the city life and in the country life and stuff like that. Or actually, I'd even say like um, voice of it, not not voice of a distant star. Um, Place promise in our early day because it's dealing with war and separation and how they're just trying to make a plane in a civilization where you can't fly. Hmm. So like, th there's always great, especially the. Because that's what they were saying about shoes and me is like it really breaks down the so, uh, social divide in Japan right now. Mm. So there's always underlying meanings in his movies, uh -huh. even with there being love or some disaster or some body swapping or whatever the like weather and view was interesting because they were stopping rain in certain places and that caused the entire city to flood. Hmm. So, yeah, it's always, it's always interesting stuff, but okay. it, it's the journey, man. So just give it a <laughs> chance. <No. laughs> and I own your name. I think it's actually on. 
Funimation and Crunchyroll to watch. So okay, so something to queue up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and since we already started talking about anime too, there's been a lot of series, and then you just watched. Uh, it's not new, but new to you. The latest, not latest, 2018, 2019 Gundam Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yeah, I finally, uh, ben, Bandita Rose. Ba- uh, yeah, flower. Yeah. Bandit Flower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, because I don't, I don't get to watch as much Gundam. I mean, I know, that, you know, but. Uh, there's a ton. But <laughs> there's a ton, but yeah, because, yeah, no, for me, yeah, mine's was, like my go to has been like uh, G Gundam. You know, the and Iron Blood War Orphans. Yeah. Those are your two. And then this one, I like the story of this one, uh, especially f- uh, from the previous one, got me hooked. Yeah. So I was looking forward to seeing December Skies. Continue. December Skies. Yeah. So just a continuation of that story. And uh, what's his name? Fleming? Yeah. Leo what? Fleming? Yeah. I, I, there's something about him, his cockiness. I know, right? Like, you want to hate him, but you can't. He's like, damn. Yeah, exactly. Because especially in the first one where you see, like, why he's doing it. Because his father was the leader of the colony, ended up committing suicide, and he does it to bring justice back to his family name. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing shit for a good cause. Yeah. He's kind of an asshole and arrogant. Yeah, but... yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, you know, I do like the character. So, yeah. What about the Living Death Squad? Hmm. It... <sighs> it's it's a uh, god i don't know it's for me right now it's not I'm, i don't i'm not like uh hating on any of the characters because mm-hmm. each has their own like well sorry no let me ask a better question in regards to that so I, and that's what i really like about this gundam series that's not done with uh, within other series is what zeon has done is brought their disabled soldiers people who have lost arms and legs yeah. and all that and given them artificial arms and legs to continue piloting and fighting in the war yeah because you uh, think that's well, a good thing to do like ha, like it's interesting uh because cuz the federation well because uh what's his name the uh, the, the other um daryl daryl yeah I mean, Daryl Loran. Yeah, he's a you know, he's willing to do it. Um, well, he and starts I can't off hate him. as a w, double amputee with a missing arm. And right. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, but he commits. But uh, he's not a bad guy. No. no, like I like him as well. Yeah. Um, total opposite of uh, Fleming for sure. So at least, you know, I get to see that. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's funny because, you know, watching this movie and seeing what's going on, you know, figuring out and then, you know, seeing the ending, seeing the, I Psycho. guess, the, yeah, 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 that was like, oh, the shit, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, like trying to figure out, you know, I was like, what is going on? What? You know, I, I think that overall story of it leading to the new type and Eben New and all that coming up which I bought the mangas and I want to read because who knows when we're going to get the next anime movie for it. But mm-hmm. I, the things that they s- spread throughout is like, basically like you said, you don't hate you or Daryl. You yeah. feel for both the characters. You really see for like, it's weird to feel for the side of Zeon. Yeah. And go, Hey, these, these guys are all people too, just trying to do their job. Mm-hmm. So it, it Gundam does a really good job of always painting, like, war is just evil. It's not the sides. It's not the people within it. It's the mechanism of war. Uh That's the bad part. It's these other factions, like the more brotherhood and stuff like that, that are warmongers and propagators that Mm -hmm. continue on this ever-existing war 
montage that we have to be in just because they want power. Yeah, yeah. And I like that about Gundam because it really just paints like, man, we're really fucked up as a society <laughs> and we could f- fix it. Like, there's easy ways to fix it, but we choose not to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, good. And, yeah, and I do like the the, the jazz theme. Uh, yeah. The music is really good. Well, I'd say the it. jazz theme and then like the 50s music that Daryl plays. Yeah. Like, it's a nice little contrast of music. And I actually have a couple of each of the songs. Mm. Like, Groovy Duel, I can't. Like, that's played too much. I think Groovy Duel between both is played a little bit too much and they could have got a little bit more like whatever this uh techno jazz in there uh-huh. but they really stuck with groovy duel being like the main theme for both episodes hmm did you not notice that no, or, no? okay no, daryl gets more music and eoki is playing almost the same song hmm. okay huh. <laughs> but again that atlas gundam was amazing like the introductions of the full armor gundam the atlas gundam the saiku zaku yeah what he actually did with an Agai, what Daryl did with an Agai, was pretty badass. Too. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a piece, it was supposed to be just a simple like recon retrieval mission yeah. that went to shit, obviously. And yeah, he was able to ha- handle. So what so. he did with the sticky shit. net and the bridge that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really painted him as a badass pilot. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know if he's a new type, but he's. I mean, I do want to see them go against each other again, though. Oh, sure. yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, what I was kind of reading in the manga is uh, Daryl meets Abanu, and he might end up working for him. Hmm. So we'll see. Because, again, that will get him to Saikuzaku again. So then he'll be able to use his arms and legs. Right. So, so then yeah. we might see Earth-based Saikuzaku fighting Atlas Gundam. Which would mm-hmm. be badass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, other anime-wise, too, there's been a couple of things. The, one of them I just started. Have you been watching anything else anime since we're on that topic right uh, now? Let me see. Yeah, the other one I am I should be caught up on right now is uh, Uncle from Another World. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't think I'm caught up on that yet. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It is definitely... Apparently, it's dubbed now. I it's didn't dubbed. know that. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, it's dubbed. Uh, yeah, it's it's... It's a nice little break from the isekai, but still evolves the isekai like uh, theme. Well, okay, it's weird because okay, he got in a car accident. He was in a coma. Right. He never really left the world. So his consciousness formed a body in this other world, basically. That's what it looks like. Okay. Uh, I so, think they, they like he does go into it in in one of his uh flashback videos oh of ha- what happened okay yeah i think it's, it's, it's shown and in... but his body was always in the hospital so technically he wasn't he's isekai and not isekai at the same time yeah pretty much and now like i like to think because you, you know usually when when, when de- uh dealing with that we don't see them in their actual world and just for a bit before the whole adventure in this fantasy yeah, world yeah, or whatever yeah. so this one like no it's all happening in real world I, I like it because one, uh, his obsession with Sega. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And for him to make money, he's a fucking YouTube influencer. I know, right? I like the route they went with this guy, yeah. so it's really good. It is good. I, I like it. Yeah, no, I need to get caught up on that because that's good. And it's dumb, so I, now I need to go so, back and yeah, watch and see how yeah. they did the voices, especially for the Sundari uh, elf and the Ice Queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be great. <laughs> And then uh, Eminence and Shadow just ended. I think I brought that up last time. Uh, already got 
It's already going to have a second. So it just ended like a month ago. Already confirmed for a second season starting in October. Hmm. Yeah, so it's coming Damn. right back because it's that good. So uh-huh. we're getting a second season. I'm playing the game on my phone. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Shield Heroes coming back for a third season in October as well. Okay. We're also getting something else in July. Oh, uh, Jobless Reincarnation gets its second season in July. So a lot of good anime is coming back. Um, and then also a lot of new anime started. I watched Ak- Akiba Maid Wars on High Dive. Fucking mm. awesome. Brutal. Just maids killing themselves in Akihabara. <laughs> so just great. Watch if you want to check it out. And then Oshi no Koi is what I just started. It's got an hour and a half episode. That's the first episode just aired this week on High Dive. It is a beautiful, tragic story that sets up the beginning of the series. So I think it's worth the watch. It is tragic, though. There is some very heart-wrenching stuff in there. But it, I think the series should be interesting. So it's going okay. to reincarnation route, too. Oh, okay. So... Because, yeah, like uh, the doctor that's supposed to give birth to the idol's kids is killed, and he's reincarnated as one of the kids. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's all I really want to say. Like, oh, yeah. it, like, you can read the synopsis and go from there, but there's some really funny parts and then some really sad parts, and it's definitely worth the watch. And then also the thing that everyone was kind of waiting for, uh, Attack on Titan Part 1 of Final Season Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. came out as well have you watched it yet <sighs> not yet no, no yeah, we'll <laughs> they, they said it's gonna be dubbed in the next month or so so that's oh, when okay, i'll probably watch yeah, it I'll, so yeah i can wait i'll wait it out and it's an hour and a half which is basically three four episodes of the next hour and a half which will be the last three or four episodes <laughs> and then it's done. okay yeah, i guess i'm fine with that you know just uh yeah when it comes out i don't think i'll rush to watch it but if it's going to be that long, I think I'm fine with that. Just all right, just set aside some time, relax, and just get it over with. <laughs> Pull that band-aid off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I think it's funny because I think the second part, like I said, is coming out you know, in September, October. So right when all the other things I want to watch come out. So that thing would be thrown on the back burner. Like, I'm going to watch everything else before that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's back. Shield Heroes back. Who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> <clears throat> And then there's been a couple other animes too. What is it? Uh, uh, oh, uh, they did, ima- uh, did announce that is it wrong to try and pick up a girl in a dungeon season four part two is going to be starting dub next week. So we'll have like it's already com- completed. So you can watch that on High Dive soon to be on fucking Crunchyroll, I'm sure. But uh-huh. then in a couple weeks, they'll start dubbing episode. 12 on because it was a really good season so i'm really waiting for those dubbed episodes because i know i missed a couple things Mm -hmm, yeah and then they had the giant beasts of ours which is another one on high dive not dubbed it's only sub but it's pretty interesting deals with a guy that can use demons or spirits to turn them into weapons to fight these giant beasts that take over the world so think of uh what was that playstation game where you had to fight the giant monsters Oh, uh, yeah, Monster Hunter. No, 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 not mon- the original one where you, you're the little, the giant monsters, like the Goliaths oh, or Titans or I wow, Guardians. Oh, shit. Uh, I think, oh, God. What was it? I'm I, know what you're, I know which game you're talking about, but I'm blanking on it now. But think of basically like okay. that. You're fighting right, monsters then. like that. And you pair with certain, a certain spirit person to 
use as a weapon. So it looks interesting. Okay. Huh. And then, oh, the funny one that I watch on there, Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest of Sundari Villainous uh, Luciet, was fucking hilarious. So these two characters are playing an Otome game. It ends up they can talk to the characters in the Otome game. So the two people playing the game become the narrator and commentator for the Otome game they're playing to help the uh, Sundari character not die. (laughs) (laughs) It is so meta on so many levels that it's great. Like It is wonderful. Kind of on that whole topic, too, of uh, like we were saying, can't bring in your talents to uh, uh, the same world. There's this new anime that just started, too, that's very, like, um, I want to say, like, picturesque. Like, it's very, they went artsy style. Mm. Um, second episode so so far, I'm going to watch it because I want to see where it's going to go. But it's, you know, a uh, fat kid picked on and ridiculed by his brother and sister that were skinny and beautiful. Also picked on and ridiculed at school. Uh, his grandfather leaves uh, him his house, not to the brother and sister only to him uh-huh. so he lives there by himself he ends up finding a hidden door that opens up to the storage and has a magical door in it when he walks through he gets otherworldly skill stuff like that and he's able to kill monsters in this other world and it transforms him into a hot guy hmm. and he's able to bring his skills back in anything he kills any drops he gets in that world will convert into money for the real world oh, shit. so he can still go into that world level up and kill stuff and uh-huh. learn, meet new people in that new world but he can take all of his skills and talents back into the normal world so he's playing both sides hmm. and it's very interesting so it's I got a cheat skill in another world and became unrivaled in the real world too long fucking name <laughs> <laughs> and like I said like look at the art it's kind of very oh, yeah. yeah they're making them very pretty yeah but okay it's kind of interesting so far, so mm. I'm gonna get, like only two episodes into that, but I'm gonna give it a chance and see where it goes. So okay. There's a again like every new quarter of the year, there's twenty through twenty three to eighty new anime that come out. So just really picking a few out there to watch and really see what's out there. Uh huh. Yeah. Because if I go through, I could go through the list of eighteen billion things. Like uh, <laughs> the legendary hero is dead. Uh, working for a god in a godless world. That one's actually pretty good too. But there's tons of them. So um, we're about halfway through. So I wanted to, uh, me and Hulu were talking before this. We've brought this up before. So we're, we've been trying to figure out how to introduce this new segment. Mm-hmm. We think we got an understanding. We got a name for it. Yeah. So um, we're going to be introducing a new kind of geeky segment as well because of video games, uh, conventions, anime, movies. Mm-hmm. That's most of our main topics yeah. that we talk about. But yeah. Kind of Geeky is more than that. Or Geeky is more than that. I'm sorry. So what we're introducing now is we're going to call it KT3. Kind of tabletop talking. So yeah. this will include tabletop games as in card games, board games, anything really you can play on the tabletop. Dice games. Yeah, like pretty whatever. much. Yeah. So, and... This will be mostly Julio's segment. I will be asking questions and getting more insight and stuff like that. But what did you have to introduce or start on what you want to break down this topic as? Well, just to, to jump on what you just said, tabletop is like, yeah, card games, board games, RPG. Um, oh, yeah, D&D. Sorry, I forgot about all that. Yeah, yeah I mean, war games. I mean, look at Warhammer. That's a tabletop game as well. Risk. 
Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you know, very yeah. Given it is a broad topic, so uh, let's take for example board games. Um, you know, there's a you know the big I guess two difference I would want to talk about. Given like for me, it's it was also uh, learning about it, but uh, you know, uh, American style board games versus Euro games. Okay, so wait, I want to break that down a little more. Uh-huh. With American style, are you talking about the standard like kid games we had, like Sorry, Monopoly, Risk, stuff like um, that? Or are you talking the, about like so, Catan? And... So, funny that you mentioned Catan, because that would be considered a Euro-style game. Um, let's take Euro quickly. Uh, okay. I, I want to give this description, because Euro, yes, there is a theme to the game, but it's about the mechanics of the game. So... For example, I'll throw out a worker placement game. When I, when I say that, you have these little like uh, wooden like idols or whatever minis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just place basic uh, things, and then you have your board, and on the board there's several spaces, but only one of those minis can take up that space. Oh, Catan. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. and then no, no one else can do that. So it's not about defeating your opponent. It's about acquiring these points and resources to build out. And earn that, that many points. Uh, American style usually is about taking out the other opponent, and the theme is very heavily looks usually heavily relied on. Um, let's take for example. Oh, you know what? Let's take uh, Magic: The Gathering. It's not a board game, but it's still a card game. Well, you're going against someone else. You're looking to take them out. Well, I was gonna say like the sorry to get to jump back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, stay on the U.S. style type. Um, the types of clue games that we played, the mystery games. Mm-hmm. Those so it's, are those style? are interesting. Those yeah. are interesting because I think they, I think they were developed over in Europe because of the way Can it's you played. Give some of the other names because I just think clue, but you know the other names. So uh, Euro style games besides Catan, uh, there's a, well, I'll name them, but I don't think they'll be recognizable to you. Like I could say Carcassonne. No, yeah, we played one of the, we played, we played on board game arena. Yeah, the, I, that's right. We did play that on board game arena, but uh, there was this one. I think that's the deck building one. No, I think it's Dominion. Dominion's a deck building game, but that one I think you're acquiring, acquiring resources as well. Um, what else do I have? Because I have I don't have a lot of them honestly. Because most well, of mine are like Tabletopia that has many games too. So. Yeah, because my most of the games that I own would fit either American or in between because there are some games that are a combination of both. Oh, uh, I have a Dune Imperium. So what that is, is a deck building and a worker placement uh, game. So that we're actually, it's fighting someone else, but at the same time, I'm trying to take resources as well to spend. So what was that mind game we played? Was that, is that an American game or is that a European game? The mind game? I'm, I'm looking to... for it. I don't remember. Oh. It. Where you had to get the gold pieces yeah. and stuff like that? So. Because technically I, you're not taking your players out. No. You're just, you're, so you're, that's Euro. That's Euro. That would okay. be essentially Europe type okay. Uh, okay. game. Because, yeah, we're we're venturing in. We're not going against each other, really. We're not using cards against each other. We're like. We're building our own resources you know, and stuff like and so, that. Okay. And it's like, you know, we're, we're taking a risk because, you know, whoever has the most points essentially wins. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a bunch, because there are a bunch of board games for sure. Yeah. Oh, there's a fuck, there's um, fuck shit though. And then the thing is, Especially, it's not for everyone. I will say that for sure. Well, there okay. are certain games, yes, that you may get into. That's happened. 
you know. Because I, I, I would put it more this way. Board, you will find a board game you like to play. Everyone will find a board game they like to yeah, play. Yeah, usually you'll find something that... But it doesn't mean you like all board exactly. games. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, uh, I'm always open to trying any type of board game. And I'm not. <laughs> and, 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 no, it's funny because also the, the, another, like I guess, key difference between Euro and American board games, the look of it. If you look at a European board game, like the box itself, it's a very like old classic style looking game. And if you take something like I have Marvel Champions, I have a DD board game. True. Look true. how stylized that is. True. So there's that's another key. So uh, most difference. of the board games you have are American. Pretty much. Okay. Uh, very, I, I mean, I don't even think I have a Euro game. I may have like a few. Because well, I think we played most of those through Tabletopia or yeah. Board Game Arena. Yeah. So most so, of the Euro games we play through there mm -hmm. as. Uh, and then I, I, you know, I've been to uh, meetups where you know people would bring those games, um, like uh, oh, like for instance, there was this one game called uh, Splendor. Very simple. Um, you have these tiles of cards, and you you need to acquire the gems to buy those cards. Ah. Some cards you can get for free if you have the required gems, because usually you have to pick up the gems yourself, but you're only okay. allowed a limited number of them. So you know. Yeah, it's versus, but you know, it's about acquiring resources still. So, but we've only just talked about board games with, yeah. in regards to Euro and US and a mm -hmm. couple of different places like Tabletopia and places and, you could actually yeah. play them. Right. Board Game Arena. That's yes, the other one. That's the other uh, one. But like you said, there's many other types in tabletop gaming. So, yeah. you want to get into dice next or? So, dice is interesting because I do have, um, it's called Dice Throne. So, this uses both dice and cards so the well, there's a couple games like but that. yeah because for this one uh the outcome of the dice determines what uh, determines what skill you're going to use because you have a a board that shows you the skills you can use so if you roll that certain uh, symbol and you have the amount you can use that skill against your opponent and yahtzee That's, and Par Parcheesi yahtzee, would fit into that too right i think so i mean games. they're dice games they're the as well basic U.S. dice games. Pretty much. Do, they, do dice games fit into the same dichotomy as U.K. brand or It's Euro interesting because I, I think uh, Euro, you don't, it's very rare to see dice used in a Euro board game. It's there, you know, uh, yeah, Catan has like a dice there. True, but it's not essential to the game. No, it's not. It's, part, it's a mechanic. Yeah, I mean, but you'll see it a lot more in like, American style board games. Hell, RPGs are like a big oh, one. Oh yeah, D and D. That's and, very important. Yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, uh, but you know, you we've seen uh, dice games. Um, we played a couple. Of yeah, them. We had the different dice and all that. Yeah, and then we have I got you some fun dice from Japan. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Sexual position yes. dice. <laughs> yes, I mean they haven't seen use yet, but they will. <laughs> I just um, want to know when my brother and his wife are going to use them. <laughs> we need to decide what position tonight. <laughs> okay, missionary it is. <laughs> Wait, I gotta eat your asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is games for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a weird tangent there. Um, did, so, okay, so dice games, board games, RPGs next? RPGs, yeah. I mean, th it's role-playing. So, you know, you're assuming the role of a, a fictional character. It's funny because uh, the go-to is D&D. &D. But there are other um, does themes. War, does Warhammer fit in that or no? Which one? Warhammer. Is that an RPG? Actually, Warhammer is a, uh, a war game, tabletop war game. Okay, okay. So that's a, its else. own thing, yeah. yeah. Um, well, 
I remember years back I used to play a a RPG game that was based in modern um, 90s sci-fi sort of X-Filish. Okay. So I play I played as a bumbling agent. What's the other big name one too? I mean, I think so besides D&T there is Pathfinder and the um, sci-fi one. The sci-fi one uh, this one was from oh this one was uh, I think a Call of Cthulhu one. Oh god! So really? yeah, there is a Cthulhu uh, RPG. Actually, I played. That was what I think. What this one? No, was. sorry, the Cyberpunk. What's the? Cyberpunk oh, that Cyberpunk is no. I think that's it. Cyberpunk. Uh, the, remember the game? Uh, the no, video no, no, game? No, no, no. The video game itself. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. an actual RPG. That's oh, the shit. name of it. Really? Okay. It's an actual I'm RPG. Not talking about, but what's the main Cyberpunk one? That... Oh, the other one is. Uh, I know which one. Um, Shadowrun. Shadowrun. That's, that's it, the yeah, other yeah, one. Yeah, okay, so that's yeah. Cyber. So yeah. So that's what I like about RPG. There, there's. It's not just the fantasy that we know. You know, there's other themes that and you that can play. And that incorporates a board and dice and cards because you can have cards for your character, for the monster you know, types. You'll have a player sheet, yeah. you know, that tracks health, your abilities and all that. Oh, but I have, like, druid cards for all my spells. That gives a breakdown in how I can use yeah. them and where they can be used. So yeah. it incorporates a little bit of everything. So, yeah, because with RPG, I mean, everyone knows uh, it's a group of people, but there's one person, like, guiding the story, the Dungeon DM. Master, yeah. Yeah, so... Like I said, you know, uh, something, it's been a while, but yeah, something that I do want to get back into. I just haven't been active about it. You've been um, signing up a game for years. I know, real. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's still one other, War Games was another one, but there's still a couple other breakdowns of tabletop um, games. I mean, I and know I, you just th- mentioned This it. episode is just going through, you know, what we're going to, types of tabletop games for this segment. Segments going forward, we'll talk about specific tabletop yeah. games or what's yeah, oh yeah, popular sure. or what you're playing and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean... Or what series. Like, you know, th- just to relate to the RPG stuff, we have Vox Machina going right now and you have D&D. That's so right. The movie, uh, Honor Among Thieves. Mm-hmm. So you can really see two things based on RPG games right now in theaters yeah. or on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, board games can't really watch much there's there, like youtube videos of people playing like oh that. yeah i mean that's the thing you know there are tutorials if because i you know there are sometimes board games i'll read the instructions i'm like okay this uh, i'm not getting it yeah. and watching the tutorial helps yeah and you know usually you know if you're watching it on youtube usually there's links to other type of board games where you you know you'll learn more about them and all that um one really good resource is to learn about board games is boardgamegeek.com. Okay. So a list of Not all like the board, board game, game wiki? Like <laughs> No, it's board game geek. Like uh it's the the website they list like the top whatever I think like 50 games of the of the month I believe. So, you know, you'll see like different types styles of board games there. You can read the description and all that and usually there's a link maybe to a, a tutorial or something if you want to learn more about it. That's usually my go-to. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, I'll go there, then I'll watch something, and if we, you know, I play with my brother. So if we like it, we'll pick it up. And the last one, which I think has become more well-known because of, like, Henry Cavill and a couple other, like, big buff dudes that like to play it. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's really what you, like, most of the buff dude, Aquaman, like, all those guys play Warhammer 40k yeah I mean yeah for sure Henry Cavill has that's his his, his thing but Wargaming yes yeah um, the biggest so one is Warhammer but Warhammer's the big one uh, 
And, and sorry, sorry. I want to. I, I need to be clear on this oh. because I just learned the difference. Yeah. There's Warhammer. Yes. And there's Warhammer for. 40k. 4,000. 4, 40k. That's how. Yeah, you know, but what's the actual? It's 40,000. 40,000. Mm-hmm. So Warhammer 40,000. Yeah. 4DK. So one of them deals with space people. That's right. Space Marines and uh-huh. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And Warhammer is orcs and goblins. And... I mean, well, you, you do have orcs in space. So yes, 40k, yes, but, yes, the, but the other one's more fantasy like setting. Yeah. yeah, sci-fi and then. I mean, fantasy. so Warhammer's one I of the games. I didn't know there was a goddamn difference. Oh <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, I never really. I I've seen Warhammer. Never really. It, it, it just seems so daunting. It's a lot. The way it's set up and stuff. Like I've pl- I've played uh something like that. Uh, what was it called? Uh, not War Machine. War Machines. I did buy. Yeah, that's another one too. So, but that yeah. one's a little more. Of a skirmish, like you're not and not they, huge as and armies. Made that into uh, War Machine's been a game. Like, it, it, has, a game it has, it so has. That's could right. Play that. So there was that one, and then I had another one I was playing that's a little more on the Cthulhu style See, now, skirmish game. Do you, I feel like real time strategy games like Command and Conquer and stuff is what led to liking like 40k and war games like that. I would think so because honestly, I would and risk. I, risk. Risk is another risk good is one. A, yeah, that, actually, yeah. If Risk like is a good risk, example play, of, of a war game yeah. because, yeah, I, honestly, I don't remember when, like, I think Warhammer was the first one to come out of its type, but I right. don't remember when. Neither do I. So, I, unfortunately, I can't really speak too much on Warhammer. I'm not, like, an expert on that. I know there's Space Marines, but Yeah, I don't know, I know about this. I mean, it's and funny. Well, it it's, it's funny because I have played um, the video game versions of Warhammer. Oh, okay. So, like, Vermintide. It, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, good, yeah. but this, but the thing about that though, it's not like playing an actual war game because you're playing a single character, you're fighting all these monsters and shit. So there's a little variety when it comes to uh, at least for Warhammer, there is because okay. there is a card game as well. Oh shit! <laughs> it's a mobile app game. So well, but, and, and I mean, we didn't really full into the dive into the card games yet too. Like that's the. But I, yeah, that's I right. feel we'll talk about that next time because there's a lot of card games that me and you have played through the years. Yeah, so, Magic being the biggest one. I would say there's three big ones. Pokemon, Magic, Pokemon. Yu-Gi-Oh. Those are yeah. the three big ones. Three big ones, but yeah. I mean, but there are like five others that have come up. And also, if you go to Japan, they literally have a card game for every anime series. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so well, it's funny. again, uh, I feel like the... The next podcast will go into card yeah, games. Yeah, because there's there's also like standalone deck building yeah. board games yeah, as well. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah, no, agreed. But for for covering KT three topic for yeah. this <laughs> kind of tabletop talking for this, like we covered what we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Got out most of what you have for it. Yeah. Also, guys, if you want to chip into what games we should play or whatever else, or if Julio got something wrong with UK style or something like that. Oh yeah, let no. us know. Yeah. Let us know. Well, I'm still learning about it as well, so yeah. Well, you this is like one of your main things, so it is. You know, overall tabletop gaming in general uh, is just something I just dived into. Yeah, no, honestly, and yeah. again, like I, uh, why Julio got a little mad. We needed to add this segment for the simple fact that he's brought up LostCon on this for years now, which is a tabletop oh, no, not convention. LostCon is the um, 
the uh, well, literature, literature, literature one. Yeah. Uh, strategic con is that's the part board of that, game, though, right? No, th that's separate. Oh, okay, that's okay, a whole okay, separate okay. thing. Oh, my bad. Strategic con yeah, is the actual board game one. My bad. Yeah. But you've but, gone to both of those for years. I've gone to both uh, on and off for years. Um, but thinking on this topic itself, it's very, very broad. I will oh, give yeah. you that. It's, oh, one hundred percent. You know, it's, a, it's not easy to cover because you know, yeah, you can. You've seen we talked about war game RPG, the board games, the American versus Euro. We so, didn't, and we didn't even get the cards. We didn't get the cards. Like I said, there's a, that's another big topic. Cause, <laughs> like, yeah, we, we uh, uh, you know, just to mention that Magic is is me, you, my brother, and our friend Lawrence. So sometimes Emily, sometimes a few uh, other people. Yeah, yeah. It is <laughs> at least with our play group, it is not a friendly game. Okay, that's why we'll get into it so, more next time. Yeah, yeah no, that's what we'll, I want to we'll mention. That but that's time, a bit but... like I said, it's very general. That's you know, yeah. Because we could spend a half hour just exactly. On magic, so, so <laughs> but a little tidbit but right there. I think that's good for the introduction of that topic right mm -hmm. now. Uh, the last one I want to get into before I share about Japan because we're already at fifty minutes is okay. uh, video games. Yes. Because we kind of went the opposite this way. We just start with yeah, video games. that is true. But we've I I haven't played too many new ones. I think you played a couple new ones. Um, new ones. Uh, it would have to, well new for so. We got the uh, PS5 VR. Oh two. yeah, true, true. So I uh, took a little break because I, I did get sick for a while there, but yeah, uh, I picked up a few games on there. your birthday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a while ago. Yes. Not uh, saying a uh, certain month. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, as far as like, you know, besides that console, there hasn't been anything new. I've just been essentially catching up on other games, but. Yeah, uh, at least for the PS5 VR, one of the two new games that I picked up is uh, NFL Pro Era. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It is interesting. The throwing I just don't like. It's weird. Yeah, it, it, like, it's funny because, you know, you, I'm getting into the fucking stance. Yeah. And then I'm, like, falling back and then trying to adjust my throwing. It's Without throwing the remote out of your hand. Like, yeah, <laughs> luckily, that's why I had the, the strap. I know, but still, it still so, almost feels like you're going to throw yeah, it every time. <laughs> and then the other one is Swordsman. Um, so it's a, it was a PS4 title for uh, for PS, PS4 VR. Yeah. Uh, it's good. There's a little bit of jankiness to it. But you also did the Star Wars game. Yes, I did mention Star Wars. That's interesting. You're playing an engineer. Oh. And you get caught up in the... In, in some sort of uh, thing with some pirates, I guess. So you don't have a lightsaber? So there is a section where you do get to use a lightsaber. Oh, okay, okay. It's interesting. Okay. Well, you get to use the lightsaber, and you sort of use force powers, basic for the, I guess, the force hold, push, or whatever. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's interesting, uh, but... No, you know, I'm like, I felt good swinging that lightsaber. It was like, and all that. I was making the noise too, shit. Even though I I was hearing it in the headset. Did you do the Iron Man game yet, or? No, I don't think I. Uh, it's on the PS5. At least I'm not yet. Pretty sure it was. I have to double check. It's been a while since I checked uh, yeah. what's been out because I know they released a, a bunch of PS5 uh, VR games, but I haven't checked in in a while. So, yeah, yeah. I mean that's been. No, like, yeah. Oh no, to... actually. I, it was kind of out, but we weren't playing it then. But Gundam Evolution, we've been playing a lot of, a yes. lot more of, which that's right. I do like it more than Overwatch. Yeah, uh, I prefer Overwatch. I mean, like I said, it's, there still needs uh, they need more need to add a little more to it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, but like the mechanics and the fighting is great. Yeah, it's just there's not enough suits. Is really no. still the problem. No, I mean, 
and then you know because yeah each has its own role so for me i usually go for support i, I know i've mentioned that before so well, okay, so they just added heavy arms. That was the last one. Mm -hmm. They just announced they're adding Dynamis, Sniper. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. And Dynamis is one of my favorites from Double O, so I'm interested to check it out. Okay. Lock yeah. on Stratus, one of my favorite pilots. So, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, good game. Yeah, I think I prefer to Overwatch for sure, yeah. Oh, you do? I think so. Oh, okay. I mean... And then Gundam Battle Operations on PlayStation 5 has had more updates. They just introduced yeah, Atlas Gundam, which right. is really cool. I'm having fun piloting that compared to the series we were just talking about, uh -huh. Bandit Flower. So, And then, oh, I even did the Aqua Gundam. I tried the Aqua Gundam. No, oh, okay. not the Aqua Gundam. The Aqua GM. Or okay, yeah, it I works pretty well. Oh, it's yeah. 350, so you barely get a match you can use it in. But like it, I... They're, they added the whole underwater stage. I want to play that. Yeah, kind of I was Rebel. curious about that because yeah. uh, Atlas is yeah. uh, uh, underwater Gundam. Yeah, yeah, no, I want to see that. But yeah. but they have the Zagox in there. They have the Ag guys, so they have enough underwater units. So yeah, like, that is you can true. actually have fun in the underwater stages. Like that game is for a free game that you just buy Gundams if you want or get the free yeah. ones weekly. Like you get a lot of free content and it's oh, fun yeah. to play. Oh and yeah, you're piloting in Gundam. I mean, I'm not even sure how many guns, uh, how many units I'm, I'm up to now, honestly. Because, shit, I spent I spent as much as I could with the uh, the points. Yeah. I still have points left well, over. Well, they gave us so many. I don't oh, a million. So. Yeah, I was. I think I was like hovering around seven hundred thousand, and I think I'm down to I want to say three hundred. Yeah, but so I, I still mean, have. I can still buy more. Well, it's only about fifteen fifteen thousand per oh, yeah. unit. Like you can buy a lot of guns. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take a break from spending. And I think our clan clan name is kinda underscore geeker or I KJ so. something like that. Something so, like that. And we have a couple openings if you want to join. <laughs> and then like you know, still playing Halo new season and that. Mm -hmm. They finally added a couple new stages to Battlefield twenty forty two, so that's more playable now. Like yeah, at least now it's a little more playable. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. still doing the seasons on that. I'd still wish they had single player, but at least yeah, there's like five to seven different maps that are 128 players. So it's pretty cool. Oh, and yeah. The battles are huge. It's, it gets hectic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Still need to learn how to fly. Yeah, yeah. no, me too. But at least I've gotten good with the wingsuit. So the wingsuit, kind of, yeah. Work on it. Well, dude. it's badass. I mean, well, I mean, I'll only pop it off when I see the hurricane coming. You could just jump off buildings and do it too, dude. I'd rather fly into it. Yeah, but no, I like jumping off buildings. Like I said, I jumped off a building, flew right into a building, and then knifed somebody. That was perfect. Like, wingsuit's awesome. Oh, yeah, no, no. And I had that happen to me in the last match I did, actually. Someone flew right in next to me, landed me, and knifed me. I was like, Yeah, so I got, that's what I got to work on is, like, the landing. Well, yeah, but I, so. I feel like you guys with parachutes and landing in general. Like, Lawrence can't land a goddamn helicopter to save his life. So, <laughs> that's a longer discussion. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's the other game. Like, I mean, it's an older game, but it's f fun to play, and we keep playing it because we can invite you for free, Ghost Recon. Right. So, that just is an all-around fun time. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then with video game news, E3 was canceled. Yeah, so, the thing is, we don't know how permanent this yeah. is going to well, be. Well, it's it's a wait-and-see. Well, because the week before E3 is um, Jeff Keighley's thing. Yeah. It's starting out small. State of but play. Yeah, and then... And I believe yesterday the, or the day before, you watched the PlayStation. State of play for PlayStation, but it was specifically for the new uh, 
Final Fantasy game, uh, oh. 16. Okay. Wait, what? Where's Final Fantasy 7 Part 2? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll get any... We may get news when... Well, I don't want to say E3, but when the summer approaches, yeah, I guess. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, just to mention, yeah. Oh, the summer of gaming. Summer, summer of gaming, gaming yes. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, the big three, uh, Nintendo, Microsoft, and um, Sony. Backed out they're, from E3. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to host their own thing. And, yeah, like I said, the week before, it's going to be uh, the summer game. So, it's going to be very interesting to see yep. how it develops. Well, Bethesda is part of, you know, Microsoft now. Right. So, there's a lot of things that just because of acquisitions and mergers... Yeah. It took away from what was normally at E3, especially with Big Three pulling out, because it's not the Big Three anymore. It's like the Big Three plus five more. Like it's Pretty very much. weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, like what E3 was always great about wasn't just you know Bethesda had a great booth and all that. It was the small guys, the small oh, independent yeah, definitely. guys, yeah. the small new tech emerging technologies that were shown there. And now we don't get to see any of that because you cancel it for well, oh the big guys pulled out. So you know you could have just done the, one uh, hall. One of the at least for. Because one of the big indie publishers is Devolver Digital, so they they've already stated that they will be showing up at least for the summer game some game of ugh, summer of games. But like so, Nexon and all the other ones that you know. So you we'll, done that one, one will, uh, yeah, like I said, we'll, it's a wait and see how they're gonna approach it now. Yeah, it's you a, know, it's a little strange. If anything, because I, right now it's it's the Jeff Keighley show, like. If anything, maybe it's going to go through him. Well, he's been the only one to do a good presentation. Last year when the other companies did their own presentation. Again, like we've talked about on here. The, the thing I we both had to correct and what I've talked about with other people on their podcast or just presenting in general. Um, us, and thus. Not saying that over and over again. Mm -hmm. And the biggest problem with a lot of those press conferences last year. Um, we're going to start the um, Summer of Gaming. Um, this is for Bethesda. Um, and I'm like, are you fuck how are you <laughs> presenting? Like, this is messed up. <laughs> I, I just didn't get it. It just blew my mind how bad of presenters they had. Like, you didn't have one key person to come up and talk for you to just give this information to not sound like a moron. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, usually you find someone to, a way to rehearse to find a, a person who knows oh, yeah. the that's shit. It. Yeah. It. Maybe even do that. I mean, a that's it. Would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed like so off the cuff and so awkward for a lot of these that it was not fun watching. Jeff Keighley was the only decent one to watch where it went. And he even had some mess ups, but it mostly went smooth. Yeah. So, uh, and thank you, G G4, man. We wouldn't even have Jeff Keighley if it wasn't for G4. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, now because we have that, because we look forward to that. For the summer, and then and then he has his uh, game awards at the end. Yeah, which is I'm not really there for the awards. I'm there for the the, the whole presentation of the of the new releases or world premieres and all that. Oh, and then video game related. Um, sorry for a somber note, real quick. But he was a big name in video game, doing voices and characters and stuff like that. So I just want to take a second and say, rest in peace, Lance Riddick, because you were amazing. You oh, did yeah. some of the best characters in video games. Not even like TV series too, but some characters in video games were so fucking memorable mm -hmm. that like they will stick with us. Like you will be missed. Oh yeah, and oh, my God, like I think he was underrated for for his uh, comedic skills. Oh, agreed. Oh, oh, my God. oh yeah. Did you see? Like you've seen his uh, uh, Toys R Us Toys Army. Yeah, yeah Toys that Army was really good. <laughs> oh, and then because I remember seeing another one where uh, he's making fun of. It, 
like these IHOP looking yeah. places. Yeah. He's like, like disguise. He's thinking they're disguised as IHOPs and going yes. in to investigate. So, yeah. Or even just being, you know, the leader and director of the Fringe organization. Right. Like so many great things he did. So he he will be sadly yeah. missed. He was amazing. Yeah. So. Thank you for giving so much love to all the roles and characters you ever did and making it so memorable for us. And we- I know, God, because he, um, just to uh, quick callback, because uh, he's the main dragon boss in Vox uh, Machina. Yeah. So, wow. And Horizon. That's right. So he's the yeah, main antagonist in Horizon. So there's so many things that, like, again, like, you're just a part of our lives. So oh, yeah. We love you and we'll miss you forever. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that kind of ends video game stuff for right now. We'll have more stuff as summer of yeah. gaming approaches yeah. and more press conferences take place. So the last topic right now is uh, my vacation. Right. <laughs> right. So you can ask any questions in here. Uh, I'm not going to go through it all, I don't feel, because I've been posting a lot of it on Instagram too. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Went to Japan for 17 days. Started off, went with uh, the person we bring up here on a lot, my friend Lawrence, mm-hmm. who doesn't really like to share himself or <laughs> anything like that. The only place I posted our selfies were on Facebook because <laughs> I got the okay to post the selfies on our Facebook public page. That's uh-huh. it. Not not kind of geeky page, just uh-huh. my public page. Uh-huh. And again, everything he's not smiling in. So <laughs> he's in Japan for 17 days and barely smiling. <laughs> but no, so... Um, we landed in Yokohama to go see the moving Gundam mm-hmm. and stayed in Chinatown. Not intentionally, <laughs> but yeah, like we were in Chinatown at a Chinese hotel in major chi- Chinatown. So we got off and had Chinese food for our first meal. Mm-hmm. As one should. And then had breakfast and then went and had Chinese food for our <laughs> second meal. Because <laughs> again, that's what was around us. Uh-huh, yeah. And then... Um, so what I posted, we hopped on, we went south and went to the Shoan vertical train, the suspended train from the top. Okay, yeah. So within our first three days there, we hopped on a train that was suspended from the top, felt like we were flying, got off at a random stop, walked into a mom-and-pop restaurant, ordered from a tablet, mm-hmm. and had a goddamn robot bring out our food. I've never seen that, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I said it to Julio right away. Julio and Lynn got it right away. Uh, and yeah, no, just robots bringing out all the, not the alcoholic beverages, that was the server. And uh-huh. then a robot would bring your food to you. It was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Our second and third day in Japan. Then we went up to Tokyo, got checked into our hotel, and went back to Yokohama for the moving Gundam to see that night on uh, Yokohama Bay. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, it was cold. <laughs> I froze my ass off. I was not prepared. I was not dressed right. But we got to see the moving Gundam. We got the free little kit to build and Uh checked out we got photos of the factory and what the inner structure looks like and what the idea concepts were for coming up with it what the breakdown was for how long it took Mm. all the different scale models of the designs they were going through and stuff like that so it was a really cool experience i didn't get to do the cafe there because it was already closed Mm -hmm. but it also didn't look that impressive to me like it it looked interesting you had some char flavored stuff or you know Okay. But I was like, okay, we can go to another another Gundam Cafe. Not realizing that's the last Gundam Cafe. No shit. So, yeah, if you want to do a Gundam Cafe at Yokohama. Uh-huh. Uh, as post online, we did Tokyo Next, which was Ak- Akihabara and checking out all that stuff. Dipped our toes in there. Mm-hmm. Then we headed down to 
my failed stop of Shizuoka because I thought we were trying to go to a Gundam factory that happened to be closed for the past two years oh, and shit. really only open to local tourism. Really? And that was a lottery. Oh, damn. Yeah. So only open to locals on a lottery that's only open every couple months. So not open to tourism. Wow. So failed stop for me. <laughs> But again, from the hotel, you could see uh, Mount Fuji. That, that, that's the photo I sent you of Mount Fuji. Right, yeah. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, kind of failed stop, but Mount Fuji. And it was my second night of having Coco Curry, which okay. that was my curry place over there. And, oh, my God, was it cheap but so fucking good. Oh, yeah. And that's where I found the first one. We didn't realize it. The second one where I was like, oh, you can choose your size of rice, mm -hmm. your amount of sauce and spiciness to the sauce okay and that really all determines your plate but most of the time my meal was under a thousand yen so under 10 bucks that's pretty good it was great wow it was wonderful then we hit kyoto where i got my migraines and mm. that postponed a couple things uh -huh. but i got to see you know the rabbit shrine and the imperial palace and messed up on a couple other shrines and met some cool found out how to say my name there oh yeah yeah so they say don't say kisu because if I say it wrong, it sounds like I'm saying kiss. So I'd be saying uh, my name is kiss. Uh -huh, right. So what a girl told me in Yokohama in the smoking section, uh, she's like, just say kisu chan. Okay. Add one of the cute things to it. Uh -huh. And she said, don't say soon or just say chan. You'll be fine. It's a good thing to do. And that actually happened. In the next hotel we were in, someone's like, what's your name? And I go, Keith. And they're like, excuse me? And I go, Kisu-chan. And they go, oh, Keith. Uh, okay. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, so it worked. So Kisu-chan is my name in Japan. Interesting. Okay. And Lawrence is just Lawrence. You just say it out longer. Oh, you say it Lawrence. Longer. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Would not want to know how they pronounce my name. I don't know. Julio. No, no. Well, because if you see it. Yeah. And you, and you say it from what you see, it's going to be Julio, which well, it's happened before. I thought, no, I was going to say, it's in July. Well, because, yeah, it's Spanish for July. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just find out what the translation for, for July, July is in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> there so you go. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how was the, uh, as far as like uh, transportation? like? Oh, dude, amazing. Right. Okay, so you have two options as a tourist that you can buy at the airport. It's the Suica or the Pasmo. Lawrence got the Suica, which you can use at a few more places, but the Pasmo worked for me just fine everywhere, too. And literally, other than the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train, hmm. your Pasmo and Suica card will work in any city on any transit. Trains, buses, subways, whatever. I put... $60 on my Pasmo card. I never added any more. Really? So Holy shit. 17 days there, other than the Shinkansen, the bullet train, my $60 lasted on any transit I took. Mind you, in Kyoto, I had to get mm. on. When I, also, here's the interesting thing about buses there. Okay. You don't enter at the front. You enter the middle of the bus. You pay when you exit. Oh, huh. Yeah. Interesting. Because again, no, no, buses were all the same price. But sometimes it would, depending on how many stops you were going on, how much it cost, okay. especially with trains. But yeah, so you get in the middle of the bus, you ride, and when you go to exit, you get off the front and you pay as you exit. But with the Pasmo card, you just have to go Pasmo, they hit a button, you scan your card. Hmm. Yeah, it was so easy. 
Damn. So easy, dude. Get and your shit together, LA Metro. Again, dude, just on time. Never any stops or breakdowns. Damn. Running every five minutes. Not 15, 20, not an hour. Mm-hmm. Like five minute intervals Jesus. for trains and buses every which way possible. And, okay, mind you, if you have to call a taxi, that's what Uber's for. There's no personal drivers there. You use Uber to call a taxi. Really? Yep. Huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. So everything's so easy. It's so easy to get God. around there. That's yeah. And and yeah. also the main thing you got to think, every train station there's an English translation. Oh, that's good. So there'll be it'll be Japanese text above and then yeah. below it it'll say, you know, Yokohama station. Okay. So it's not that hard to navigate, especially if you have Google. <laughs> <laughs> Other than, you know, mind you, streets are small, especially in Kyoto. Hmm. So if you Say you're going to the water temple and you turn one street to the right or left, you end up at a mausoleum, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked out of the mausoleum knowing I was at the wrong place, stopped uh-huh. at the 7-Eleven to smoke a cigarette, and I just asked a random guy, I was like, do you know where the water temple is? Because I think I'm in the wrong place. And for, Sorry. By my eighth day, my friend realized to tell me, Keith, you're being an asshole and you walk up to everybody speaking English. <laughs> so just do the simple thing of sumimasen, ego ga wakarimasu ka. Excuse me, do you, speak, do you understand English? Simple thing, what uh-huh. you should do because you're in a foreign country and it's the polite fucking thing to do. Sumimasen, ego ga wakarimasu ka. Simple. Mm-hmm. And when they go skoshi, a little bit, that's basically no. And then you pull out a translator and start talking to them via translator. And then that usually works. Everyone you would, uh, they, you know, hunch around me and would see what I'm typing. And then I'd hand up the translator and then they type and mm-hmm. we would just talk back and forth through a translator. And it worked. It's not hard. Like, it's not mm. hard to communicate with people there. So you just got to be patient, understand you're not in their country or you're not in your country and you got to be respectful and understanding to them. Uh-huh. And not like me where I talk too much take your time with what you're saying <laughs> and not give fucking stories for everything and you can communicate pretty easily and then what I always did at the end of every time I was asking directions or something like that I go I'm I'm sorry I know I'm a stupid American <laughs> and like you they would laugh a little bit and go it's all good <laughs> but it, it was a really pleasant time oh that's good yeah no. But then, so, Kyoto, we hit an onsen, which is a spa, worth it. If you go to Japan, you have to go to an onsen. It's going to be a little pricey. Food's included, one of the best Japanese meals you'll get. But the spas with the natural volcanic spring water flowing through, and Mm. you're just in a nice bath by yourself, or sauna, and oh my god, they're beautiful. And rejuvenating, and if you're walking everywhere, like, because Japan, you just walk everywhere. Uh-huh. You need it. It's worth it. It's 100%. They're everywhere. Just hit a bathhouse. Enjoy yourself for a minute because it's 100% worth it. Mind you, if you have a tattoo, you'll have to look for other accommodations at certain places. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's Some right. bathhouses yeah. will not take you. Yeah. But then after that, we went to Nagoya. And, oh, Nagoya. I keep saying that wrong. Nagoya was my favorite spot, apparently. It was open till 2 a.m., Perfect. The bars were open late, and it had Gundam, Gundam, Gundam. It had the two Gundam games I like in the same place open until 2 a.m. Hmm. So I was playing the crap out of that. 
I'm not going to get it. I feel like I could go on for a lot longer and we're already hour, hour 15. I'll go into a little more of the second part of what happened after Nagia on the next podcast. But, okay. dude, it was definitely worth it. And I'm also, most of my posts online are up to Nagia. So you'll see the castle and all that. And then I'll fill in the rest of the post with, because I took over 150 photos. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think I took enough. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten into the Gundam stuff yet, too. Because uh, yeah. it's not like we saw a lot of Gundam. But yeah, no. So <laughs> the Japan trip was fun. That's the main note. Second point is I'm going back in October because I didn't see enough. <laughs> and third note, everyone should go. It's just it's it's clean, it's beautiful, it's really safe. Like I mean, at any time of day, it's really safe oh, yeah? for anybody. Huh. You don't feel like someone's gonna rob you. You don't feel like anyone's gonna walk up on you. If you're in the wrong place, the cops will tell you the right way to go. Like it's pretty damn safe. So it's worth the trip and it's cheap. Like most of the food was under $10. It's only like when I wanted a really expensive meal that we spent $300 for something, but oh, that's what yeah. I wanted like a Wagyu beef dinner right. at a nice steakhouse with a $50 Hibiki glass of whiskey and stuff like that. But okay. dude, decently priced, uh -huh. clean, safe, easy to get around, definitely worth it. Nice. So I had so much fun. I will definitely be telling you guys a lot more than that. But also from that note too, what I learned from Japan and from this vacation was I don't need to do as many conventions as we have been. Mm -hmm. We're spending a lot of money on hotels for conventions mm -hmm. and some cool stuff, but some unnecessary stuff at conventions that we don't need to spend money for that I'd rather yeah. spend on vacations. Okay. So we're still going to do conventions. Yeah. AAX maybe a day, not staying at a hotel. Still do the small ones we'll get into. Try and interview some people again now that that's getting back to a regular thing. Uh -huh. But then focus on vacations and enjoying life. And also there's enough YouTubers that YouTube in Japan that maybe I can interview one of them while I'm there. There you go, yeah. Like that's Takahashi true. in Japan or one of the other people there. So that's what I'm going to try and set up over the next couple months for my trip back while I'm there trying to sit down with somebody, but also I'll be there during Halloween. So maybe I'll just meet some really cool tourists and just interview some people from abroad. Last note on that too. I found out we're not the assholes of the world. God damn. Did the French suck over there? <laughs> like, wow. We'll get into more stories about that later, but wow, it was crazy, but, <laughs> but no. Okay. So for next podcast, we'll, Talk a little mm -hmm. bit more about Japan. We have the new yeah. topic of KT3, tabletop talking, mm -hmm. and a couple other things to get into. It'll definitely be before the next two months or three months that we record the podcast. Yeah. Sorry for being so inept or <laughs> disconnected from when we need to sit down. But again, like personal life does take priority sometimes. Yeah, that is true. But hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Any final thoughts? Nah, nothing else to add. I'm good. You're glad we're talking about tabletop gaming now. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, very broad. Uh, so, because yeah, I think for the for for the next one, yeah, I think we will. The specific topic will probably yeah be the card, card games. Yeah, card games. With our experiences with it as well. Well, we'll give the kind of breakdown like we did. For yeah. All the other ones. Yeah, I mean, I'll we'll, I'll have like some examples of games I played and stuff. So yeah. And then we'll talk about the three main ones, but then also we'll go into our personal games and some of the vitriol that comes out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, 
definitely check out some of the movies and stuff and anime we talked about definitely worth watching and mm. like we said D&D is definitely a lot of fun and also Super Mario Brothers see it while it's in theaters because it was a good time but hope you all enjoyed the episode and as I always say always remember to stay kind of geeky <laughs>